Welcome to $100 Plus Mileage. This is the podcast about New Hampshire bills that may fly under the radar, but could still have an impact on you. This year, we've talked about whether you can live in a house on wheels, if police can run your picture through facial recognition software, and how your absentee ballot gets counted. Those represent just a few of the hundreds of bills that New Hampshire legislators vote on each year. Our job is to highlight some of the lesser-known issues, unpack the pros and cons, and tell you how to make your voice heard. I'm Mike Dunbar, content editor for Citizens Count. And I'm Anna Brown, director of research and analysis for Citizens Count. And I'm going to do that thing again where I start our podcast by asking you this question that vaguely relates to what we're talking about. So, Mike, how much trash do you think the average granite stater produces each day? Uh, You know what? I hate that I'm going to learn the answer to this because it's just going to haunt my nightmares from here on Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Tell me how much trash we produce every day. Okay, rough estimates from the State Department of Environmental Services and the Federal Environment Protection Agency say that New Hampshire people, it's like five pounds of trash per day. Do the back of the envelope math, and that's a little under a ton per person per year. It's like, where does it, where does it all go? It, like, it's, New Hampshire isn't that big. Can I tell you something? Shout out to all the like waste collection people, especially during COVID-19, because I had this horrible image of like me and my husband and just this like SUV sized compact right. of trash that would be in our, our living situation at this point. Like it's crazy to think about. Yeah. It just goes away. It right. just goes, goes somewhere and we don't have to deal with it and nobody wants to think about it, but here we are. And it's hard to imagine an ideal location for a landfill, but we can probably all agree no one wants a landfill next to drinking water or a playground or what about state parks? And that's what we're talking about today. So there is a bill, HB 177, that would ban landfills within two miles of New Hampshire's state parks. Right. And this gets tricky because I think most people have that knee-jerk reaction of no thank you. But the issue gets complex when you start to consider local zoning laws, the state permitting process, and of course, those million plus tons of trash that we make each year. Yeah. It's also interesting. So this particular bill would create a ban statewide, but it was prompted by just one landfill in particular. Yeah, right, right. So Casella is a waste management company and they're applying for a permit from the Department of Environmental Services to build a private landfill in Dalton, New Hampshire, uh, which is near Lake Forest State Park. Perhaps unsurprisingly, a group of North Country residents opposes this landfill due to the impact it could have on the local environment and the tourist economy. So it's, it, it's kind of interesting because Dalton couldn't block this landfill at the local level because they didn't have zoning laws. This week mm. I learned that a handful of New Hampshire towns don't have zoning laws. Yeah, how does that and work? <laughs> I, I, I'm still learning about it, but, you know, the, I think the idea is basically, you know, it's, it's a freer community and residents and businesses are able to have more flexibility. But So they've since passed emergency temporary zoning ordinances, but it's not really clear if those can stop Casella. Right, right. And hence why the state legislature is getting involved here. So going forward, HB 177 would ban landfills within two miles of a state park boundary. Since Casella's landfill would fall within two miles of Lake Forest State Park, HB 177 would effectively veto the landfill proposal. Uh, This bill would not apply to state historic 
historic sites or recreational rail trails. The bill would also not limit the expansion of existing landfills. So that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, because actually, from what I understand, this whole Dalton proposal came about because residents of nearby Bethlehem rejected a pretty big expansion of a landfill in their town. Mm. So, okay. Now let's talk about the arguments for HB 177. All right, let's dive in. So supporters of HB 177 argue that the proposed landfill in Dalton, New Hampshire, highlighted an important gap in New Hampshire's laws. So HB 177 would protect state parks in other towns without zoning laws. And let's be clear, nobody's surprised landfills can have a negative impact on the environment. So you got trucks entering and leaving the facility, which create air and noise pollution. There can be runoff from the trucks. Landfill gases create unpleasant odors that can travel for miles. Right. And we all remember the headlines about the famous Coakley landfill in Northampton, uh, leaving PFAS, or leaking rather, PFAS into the uh, water supply. Yeah. Big issue in New Hampshire right now, this whole PFAS issue. There's also an environmental impact fact, to be honest, that it kind of hits my funny bone. And so because the problem is landfills can attract scavenging animals and birds and particularly Mm -hmm. seagulls. And so they were talking about this in the bill hearing. And all I could think about was that scene in Finding Nemo where you have the flock of seagulls (laughs) going, mine, 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 (laughs) like like these flocks of marauding seagulls are just going to invade dogs. And honestly, so I didn't write who down who it was, but someone at the public hearing actually talked about how the town is already, quote, at war with a family of about five geese because they like to hang out at the public beach and they have like a full-on coyote decoy set up so so yeah uh marauding marauding birds but you know i laugh this is a serious problem because it's not just that you have like a a reenactment of the hitchcock film the birds Mm -hmm. but because the birds poop in the lake and this causes fecal contamination it messes up the ecosystem it can shut it down for tourists so right yeah it's amazing when you think about all these sort of unexpected, unintended consequences of stuff like this. So setting aside the town's ongoing battle with waterfowl, we should also talk about the tourism industry. So the North Country economy is increasingly reliant on tourist dollars, and it's easy to imagine that news about a landfill in Dalton could deter travelers. Yeah, I mean, in many ways, I feel like the arguments for HB 177 kind of write themselves. You know, if if you just walk up to someone and you're like, hey, should we ban landfills in their state parks? I feel like most people, like we talked about, they're just gonna be like, yes. No one wants to imagine Trash Mountain next to a lake. (laughs) But let's talk about, let's flip side. This is what we do. Let's talk about why HB 177 might be a bad idea. And the first reason goes back to how we started this episode. New Hampshire is making millions of tons of trash and the remaining space in landfills is shrinking. Right. So according to a 2019 report from the Department of Environmental Services, in the next 10 years, New Hampshire will likely see a shortfall in disposal capacity between 20,000 and 120,000 tons per year without any significant changes in the state's waste disposal, that shortfall could balloon to 1.35 million tons per year starting in 2034. Mm. I just shudder thinking about it. It, All all those car-sized bales of trash, right? Yeah, basically just Uh, our entire population translated into an SUV of trash and then put it in one place. Yes. So if the state makes it more difficult to build landfills, Granite Staters could face a hefty bill having to ship their garbage out of state, which is, you know, um, I, I actually was just watching this video the other day about New York City, uh, like, sh- just ships their trash out to the Midwest um, for the Whoa. same reason, because they just don't have landfills and, uh, you know, they can 
enough landfills to yeah they don't up. have the space right oh man okay yeah so we're gonna I, garbage also comes into new hampshire i don't know if it's coming in from new york and but so we should totally talk about that later but let's not talk about it right now because hb 177 is just about you know where landfills can be cited so i don't I kind of want to stick to the arguments we're sticking with, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. All right, a little foreshadowing. Nice, nice. So anyway, New Hampshire is looking at some pretty big garbage heaps in the next two decades, and that garbage has to go somewhere. While we may not like the idea of a landfill near a state park, the Department of Environmental Services permitting process for landfills already includes an evaluation of environmental impacts that should protect uh, state natural resources. Yeah, back and the bill hearing again, some legislators brought up, all right, so if this is so bad that we want two miles around state parks, why shouldn't we create a similar boundary around playgrounds or homes or anywhere else? Right, and now we get into the debate over when the state should get involved in businesses and you know local decisions. Uh, towns and cities and private property owners generally have control over the siting of businesses. If the state starts adding restrictions on landfills, what might stop the state from interfering in the siting of other malodorous businesses like dairy farms, for example? Yeah, I feel like I've seen, without any specific examples, I definitely feel like I've seen headlines about how dairy farms can be just like a nightmare right. to live next to. But yeah, so, and, and there's a related constitutional concern because there was some speculation lawmakers were talking about, like, this is treating private property and public property differently, and, and there might be a lawsuit there, potentially. It's unclear. Mm. Yeah, okay. Well, to summarize, HB 177 would ban landfills within two miles of state parks. The bill is... Uh, directed at a proposed landfill near Forest Lake State Park. Nobody wants a trash mountain next to their lake, obviously. But on the other hand, there's already a DES permitting process. Towns are the ones responsible for zoning, and New Hampshire does have to put its trash somewhere. Anna, if I'm a private citizen with an opinion on HB 177, what should I do? Okay. HB 177 recently passed the House of Representatives, which means it's moving to the Senate. And the next step is a public hearing. They haven't scheduled the public hearing yet. We'll try to keep you all updated. But if you're passionate, you can always start now and contact your state senator and say how you want them to vote. You can find your state senator by clicking on elected officials on the Citizens Count website at the navigation bar at the top. All right. So is now a good time to bring up that out-of-state garbage again? Yeah, let's let's talk about it. And it, so this is really let's it's sort of a broader discussion about this landfill proposal and, and not exactly the whole state parks issue. So in New Hampshire, like one third to one half of trash and private landfills can come from out of state. And this is partly because in 1978, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down a New Jersey law that would have banned landfills accepting out-of-state trash. So basically, the state cannot block private landfills from taking trash from out-of-state because, you know, they're private business. Right, right. So let me guess, opponents of the new landfill argue that New Hampshire shouldn't build a dumping ground for those gosh darn out-of-staters, right? Uh, it's, an, it's another argument that makes itself, right? Like, yeah. no, of course, we don't want other people's trash. We have enough of our own trash. We have trash. enough of our own. <laughs> <laughs> but, but interesting, New Hampshire also exports some of our trash right now, around like 14%, according to the Department of Environmental Services. So, and then, yeah, if we block private landfills because we don't want out of straight trash, we're also shrinking capacity for our own trash, since it's not like they only accept out of straight trash. So then do we need to export more trash? And what are the costs and challenges of that? You know, if you have trash mm. riding on roads and rails, okay, then that's other pollution concerns. It's, you know, it's, ugh, it's complex. 
So much to think about. And I have another twist that I want to bring up on top of it. So once again, it doesn't directly impact HB 177, but it relates to the larger issue of New Hampshire's shrinking landfill space. So in February 2021, the Conservation Law Foundation filed a suit against the Department of Environmental Services because the department has been issuing landfill permits without updating the state's solid waste plan. So the state law requires an update to that plan uh, every six years, and the last update was in 2003, so we're past due. Oh, man. Yeah. And, like, I feel like this is a frequent story with New Hampshire. We know we have problems, but just there's not a whole lot of taxpayer money compared to other states. You know, the the state money per capita, not so much. And then we have parts of the government that are just kind of really, really behind schedule. So, uh, yeah, and that's all waste plan. It looks at waste reduction and recycling in addition to solid waste disposal through landfills. So there's this argument that if the state had a better plan for dealing with this waste, which is huge, you know, we we wouldn't need new landfills if we, you know, we could be recycling or whatever. Right. Yeah. That's the dream. Recycling, composting, reducing single use products. Nobody wants the world to end up like the earth and Wally. Let's just say that. Two Pixar references (laughs) in an episode about trash. (laughs) We're so heartwarming. Uh, So is the state going to update this plan or just wait for the lawsuit to play out? Yeah, so there's actually a 2021 bill, SB 146, that includes provisions to update the state's solid waste plan. Uh, The bill also includes an updated goal of reducing the quantity of solid waste disposed in landfills and incinerators by 45% by the year 2050. SB 146 already passed the Senate, and now it's in the hands of the House of Representatives, so we'll see. Yeah, we didn't even touch on the rising cost of recycling, which is something I've seen You know, just reading about stuff for citizens count, I know that there's been a big Mm -hmm. problem with that. China stopped accepting recyclables and, you know, what are towns going to do about that? And uh, are some recycling things a scam? And then there's also all the movements to ban plastic bags, plastic straws, whatever. So, but honestly, I'm trashed out for today. It's time for our favorite segment, Only in New Hampshire. All right. Finally, we're going to talk about something that's not trash related. I'm excited. What do you got? I mean, there's probably someone out there who nerds out about trash as much as we nerd out about state policy. I would like to imagine that there is a waste collector out there who's really excited. God bless them. We need them. Okay, so I thought I'd bring up another really weird environmental story in New Hampshire. So I'm talking about the year without a summer. It's That's like what it's called. And no, I'm not talking about last year's coronavirus yeah. summertime sadness. Way throwback to 1816. And that year, there was a frost every month over the summer. There was five to 10 inches of snow in June. And in August, there was Ugh. an an ice over like so thick that it killed pretty much all the corn. It's just terrible, terrible crop famine. Animals were dying. Birds were dying. For, I'm imagining all those that those marauding seagulls now just in their <laughs> own like 2020 apocalypse. But anyway, so it's you go back into the history and it's, it's really interesting. So the governor, William Plumer, was inaugurated in June. New Hampshire used to inaugurate governors not at the beginning of the year. And he said the weather was a result of God's judgment, which is just a really terrifying thing to think about that just you know, what do you do at that point as a a state? But according to scientists, it was actually because of a volcanic eruption 
the previous year all the way over in Indonesia. And there was so much dust and gas and rock that hit the atmosphere that it ended up affecting the temperature worldwide. So yeah, it's it's crazy to think about, you know, I feel like they're, you know, people are going to want to start talking about global warming, but this was just like a really weird thing that happened that one summer. And I, as far as I know, there's never been another summer in New Hampshire where we've gotten snow in June. Snow, maybe snow in May. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that is absolutely wild. It goes back to that old saying about if you don't like the weather in New Hampshire, give it five minutes, you know? So yeah, uh, well, evidently people didn't give it five minutes because, you know, I get sucked into these little internet rabbit holes and there was like a mass migration out of New Hampshire after that summer. That's (laughs) people were like too much. All right. Well, that wraps it up for today's episode. You can find more information and episodes at citizensaccount.org. We'd also like to thank Franklin Pierce University for producing and the Granite State News Collaborative for hosting. Our theme music is composed by me, Mike Dunbar. And lastly, we thank you for giving us a listen and thinking about how you can be a part of what makes New Hampshire by the people for the people. 